This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Another hot day in paradise. But, you know, it is summer. It's supposed to be hot, in case you were wondering. Uh, great show today. I I love all manner of charcuterie and sausage. Uh, yeah, okay, it's the... Some of the health books say you shouldn't eat too much processed food, and I say Boulder Dash. Uh, Max just fixed some. I had some for brunch, uh, some some outstanding sausage. And the guy who is behind that, and you'll see the label, it's available, of course, at Sam's and Costco and several places in town, and we'll tell you more about that later, but uh, it's called Kielbasa Smoked Meats from Texas. And if you haven't tried any yet, you are out where the buses don't run. You need to fix it. This is high quality. Uh, everything I've had from them is killer. I haven't had bacon. i got to do that because good life guy likes bacon. But we're going to talk to the uh, the man behind the scene, the guy that pulls the strings and makes it work. Uh, what, Michael, I think you must be second or third generation. Uh, Michael Cabasa is the, uh, my guest today and. He's keeping the business running down south in Texas. Michael, welcome to the program. Thanks, Guy. Appreciate you having me on today. Well, I'll tell you, the only thing that would make it better if you were here and we were eating some sausage. But I, I, <laughs> I, I ate mine. <laughs> <laughs> I had mine this morning. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I love to see what's available. And I'm going to have to – I haven't found bacon yet. I may have to order Oh, boy. Some. Oh boy, I tell you what, um, not to get off track here, but, but our, we make bacon, we make a dry cured bacon mm. that is, uh, kind of the way bacon used to be made, uh, you know, a hundred years ago. Um, and it is great stuff. We'll make sure you get some, we'll figure out a way to get you some. Well, you're the man, but we, we got to talk about the family. I am a sucker for family run businesses. I think it's, it's, it's a huge part of Americana. And, and you're doing it, uh, man. You've been doing this now. What for? Since if I remember right, late '80s. Yeah, well, I, I joined the company in 1987 full time, but my grandfather started the business in 1949. Wow. And my um, and then my dad, uh, uh, my grandfather actually died at a very young age. He was 45 years old. My dad left college to run the run the company when he was 21 years old. So. He kept it a lot for me. <laughs> well, you, I give him a lot of credit. Well, and you should. It, 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 like I said, it's just something about family run. Uh, you know, you can pay somebody a lot of money to do work, but when it's your name on it and your product and your reputation, it makes a difference. Tell us about the Texas. Why Texas? And uh, tell us a little bit about the company that you're overseeing the production of this great meat. Yeah, great question. So, uh, why Texas? Well, my my ancestors came over on the first migration of Polish immigrants to the U.S. in in 1854, uh, and they settled in a little town called Panama Maria, and uh, and the, the the settlement wasn't big enough for the whole the whole uh, contingent that came over. So half of them left and went to Chicago. And that was the seed for the uh, for the, the Chicago uh, Polish community. It actually came through Texas, and so my family 
you know, with the last name Kilbasa, we were obviously butchers or sausage makers back in the in the old country. And uh, we brought over, you know, all of our all of our recipes and things like that. And um, uh, you know, slowly uh, over over a few generations, my grandfather decided that he wanted to uh, be in the meat business, and he started our company in 1949. And we've been here ever since. We've we've uh, we've, as you mentioned, we've expanded our distribution of our products from just really in. San Antonio when I got uh, when I joined the company to now we're in all 50 states and Puerto Rico and Mexico so wow. it's been quite a quite a journey well you know and I, I, to take products like you make and get national distribution and, and some bitty, pretty big chains and stuff that had to be a heck of a challenge and, and you did that just since you've been in the in the business here since the late 80s uh, and then it, I just can't imagine the production process and how you ramp up, how you supply everybody. And, you know, you get Sam's Club or Costco ordering two pallet fulls, uh, whatever, you know, and that, that's got to be a real challenge. And, and you did that. Yeah. You know, and, and guy, the secret really is culture. Um, and you, you talked about it. Family owned businesses have the ability to, to do things that you know sometimes their organizations or organizations that are not family owned can do and one of the things that we spend and i truly i spend probably 75 percent of my time on is the culture of our company and really creating an environment where our team members uh, uh, really know why we exist first of all uh, which is to enrich lives and we just happen to make sausage and then, um, you know, really uh, creating a, a, a safe environment where they know they, they have a lot of clarity over what's important, like making it right. And if there's a problem with it, toss it out. I'd rather uh, you said it. My name's on the package, so I don't want anything out there that isn't uh, just uh, uh, perfect. And, um, and they do a great job of that. Uh, I'm so proud of them. They they get the credit for uh, really being able to scale this 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 our our company. It, it's interesting. We still make sausage in the same 150 pound batch size that my grandfather and my dad made it. We just make a whole lot more you know, <laughs> batches every day. And um, but to be able to, to to think about that, to be able to scale that from you know a you know a Few thousand pounds a day to hundreds of thousands of pounds a day is uh, and, and, and keeping it the same bad side yeah. is truly a testament to the to the commitment from our team to really enrich lives by creating sausage products that that take us back to uh, you know the way sausage was made in. Uh, Europe and uh, in the old days. In fact, it's it's really interesting. Um, I got a call yesterday from a from a lady in Florida, who she was 80 years old. She she uh, grew up in Germany. She immigrated here when she was in her uh, early 30s, and when she got over here, she couldn't find any sausage that really met her standards, and she literally quit eating sausage. And she was invited over to a Fourth of July picnic at a friend's house. And her friend had bought some of our sausage at a, a public store in Florida. 
and she she bit it she bit into it and she tasted it and she's she's like michael you changed my life because <laughs> now <laughs> i can eat sausage again and oh, she called me and we talked for about 15 minutes and i bet i got about three words in edgewise because she was just so excited <laughs> about the, you know discovering our product and and that's why we exist guys that is exactly why we exist as a company um, to reintroduce people to authentic smoked meats well and you know if i remember right i was cruising through the website and folks you should do this it's k-i-o-l-b-a-s-s-a and yes they're the polish word for sausage is kolbasa but this is different it's spelled slightly different but michael the somebody put a, a comment in the uh frequently asked questions thing of your sausage casings are too tough and i thought yeah. Well, that person yeah. hasn't really had really high quality sausage, because <laughs> to well, me, it's that snap, it's that that first bite, and th- the juiciness that flows after that, and the noise that it makes. It's part of the fun. Yeah, you know, part of that is is uh, they're they're right. Sometimes, I mean, you know, um, we use natural pork casings on all of our products. Um, we 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 really have a a very detailed process where we um, smoke it very slowly so that we, we don't create a tough casing. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, some of it's, uh, some of the, the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, variation comes in how the customer cooks the product. But, Look, we we don't intis- we don't try to have a tough casing on our product, um, and uh, and in fact, I when I'm eating, we eat it every morning at the plant. Uh, we eat a batch, some from every batch of sausages we make, and the and the first thing I try test for is the casing toughness because that is our, you know, if we have one one complaint that is uh, that comes back, it's it's tough casings. But I also, you know. Um, think that so many companies, you know, when you think about smoked sausage and the evolution of our, of the category over the last, you know, 25, 30 years, or maybe even going back farther, um, so many companies are now using um, non-natural uh, casings, artificial casings, or collagen, or um, other kinds of, um, you know, even skinless um, sausage where there is no casing, kind of like a hot dog. And so a lot of people have just gotten, uh, don't really understand what a natural casing is to your point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, that could be some of it, but, but boy, I, I, I take every comment that we get very seriously and, um, and tough casings is one that we constantly work on to try to make it as tender as possible. So I appreciate that comment very much. Well, and and like I said, your response was diplomatic and thoughtful. And I would have said, you've never really had good sausage before, huh? <laughs> you know, I would have, I mean, really. Um, got to take a break, Michael. I'm so appreciative that you let me interrupt your Saturday. Uh, when we come back, I want to yeah. talk about some of the products. And we got to steer people to the website because you've got some magnificent recipes that you can use these beautiful smoked meats in and and just make a meal out of so many different things. And Michael Cabasa is the guest. You got to go to K-I-O-L-B-A-S-S-A dot com. 
Read the Our Story part. You'll learn about the how the business started in 1949. But more importantly, you'll see a picture of Michael. And it's on my website. There's links to everything, including their Facebook page and such. And uh, you got to go see it. And there's a picture of the, I guess, that's your dad. Is, is that Bobby Kibos? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, I'm sure he is proud of you uh, for all that you've done. Uh, we'll take a break. We come back. We'll talk more with Michael. I got a killer wine of the week. And we're also going to tell you about a farm to fork event that maybe you've heard of in years past. This one is bigger and better than ever. In fact, it's called Farm to Fork and so much more. We'll tell you all about that in the second half. Don't go away. <laughs> 